0: It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Come give us your thoughts on the Old National Bank talk and text line at 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. Now here's your hosts, Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. Oh, yeah, that's who's here. And, by the way, because it's the Political Power Hour, we got to get you guys some music. I just thought about that. What do you think, Sandy? Music for these gentlemen? Political Power Hour? Be interested to see what music the two of you would agree on. Oh, Music well, brings people We together. agree on plenty. Yeah, we do, on. right?
1: <laughs> We're already having fun here.
0: <laughs> What's your musical taste? Look, quickly, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this.
1: Uh, there's like four country guys. Like I go to the most country shows. I was telling Sandy, though, I listen to everything from country music to 1990s-era gangster rap. Mm. Classic rock, 70s and 80s. We could agree on some of that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good music. Still yeah. played at weddings. I was just at a wedding. They yeah. played a lot of that It's stuff.
2: the most fun music played
0: at weddings. Yes. Yeah. It's the most relatable, because no one's dancing this new mm-hmm. stuff. Just yeah. don't assign us the chicken dance, speaking of weddings. They've banned basically banned that from weddings now. All right. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> right. That was a probably a strong statement. It, uh, most people have cho- chosen not to have the chicken dance at their wedding now. Top priority of the Freedom Caucus. Oh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so here we go. Sandy's our newest <laughs> member now, yeah. so you're going to have to kind of... Referee, weave your way into the, in some of the uh, the I, nudging that goes on the uh, you know the give and
3: take. I've heard many of these conversations, and yes. I truly enjoy them. Thank you for having healthy, hearty discourse and having differing opinions, but finding some common ground and just also fleshing out thoughts. It's it's hopeful for the rest of us when well, but when it just isn't people hope, shouting. Uh, you <laughs> do, but we, people can tend to either post on social media just bumper stickers and phrases and oh, not really listen to each other and it's it's good to hear the differing points of view
1: accuse us of bringing hope and change there bill, you go. And bill will get
3: very uncomfortable
1: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> all right where do we want to start the milwaukee common council this i week. think so 12 3 I, I was a little surprised by the margin i believe we had that mr mccashan you, well there were
2: some maybe even in this building who thought that. Uh, the mayor would have a tough time <laughs> we getting, won't, we're not going to
1: name names no though. we won't name
2: names uh they may be a host on a different part of this network you know but uh, they might they thought that Chevy may have a tough time getting the vote and it would be very close and it may actually have to go to a second vote to get the approval but 12-3 that's a stomping that's why, a huge why victory why would it be close uh, I think he did his work, and I'm going to give some uh, credit to Jose Perez, too, the city council president. I think he did a lot of work behind the scenes as well and, and deserves a lot of the credit for how that council vote turned out. I was told that it was closer to 9-6 the day before, uh, you know, so they picked up three in the 24 hours before the vote. It's it's a historic win for Milwaukee and, and politically for the mayor, the new mayor, uh, and for Jose Perez. I mean, they showed that they could get things done, and that's what I think most voters want, whether you're right or left. You want your government to work?
0: I heard, I think I heard this correctly, that the mayor said this is the most important vote since the city's charter. Really? I mean, the, the city has been
1: facing economic ruin, right, as an entity. It doesn't mean like the city of Milwaukee is going to fall into Lake Michigan. But when you looked at the long-term projections, you know, there are major American cities that have become really close to bankruptcy or had to sort of restructure debt in really, really bad, scary ways for the economy and for growth. And this puts that conversation off, hopefully for a long, long time. Not a perfect deal, right? I know that no. there are many within the city of Milwaukee who, you know, rightly disagree with some of the the strings attached and don't particularly like politicians in Madison saying you have to do this and you have to do that. But the council understood that to sort of live to fight another day. This had to get done. It did get done. It will also get done at the county level. I think even less drama around yeah, that, that vote. And so then it's off to you know, implementing this. And I think one of the things that's occurred to me this week, as we see all these wonderful Harley riders, people coming from out of state Love to it. spend their money. You know what? It'd be awfully nice if we could, maybe, backdate that two percent sales tax and stuff. <laughs> Did yeah, right. some of that
0: lost lost money there. <laughs> Do you think that um, this all this enthusiasm, excitement, joy, all the things that the Kumbaya moment that we're apparently celebrating is going to be overshadowed by the lawsuit that eventually will follow?
1: No, I, this is it's sound and fury, right? We talked about it after the budget. I think last week was where people were just hopping, screaming mad about the governor's vetoes and 400 years. And this week, I think folks have kind of cooled off a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, you got to let the steam out of the teapot once in a while. People are going to do that. It's fine. Look for the signal. Not don't pay attention to the. Yeah, I would
2: ask city council members, maybe the three who voted no and county board members who are about to vote on this. Think long term on this. Chevy Johnson and David Crowley have done an unbelievable job thawing the freeze between Madison and Milwaukee between Republicans and Democrats for our largest city. It's crucial for Wisconsin's success, for Milwaukee to be successful and Republicans realize that in large measure because of how the mayor and the county executive handled this. They spent their time in the, in the Capitol in Madison building those relationships, trying to get a find a way to get to yes package might not be perfect from their perspective. It may not be perfect from Republicans perspective, But it's a lot of progress.
0: In my mind, that's the biggest story, because we've had decades of not great relationships between the legislature and Milwaukee. See Milwaukee, and here we have a county executive and a a mayor actively going to everything they need to go to to make this happen, at least push it in the right direction. I'm impressed by that. And I think we we should celebrate that, because that's a big, big win for the city.
2: Yeah, I I would be careful not to go to those lawsuits right away. Savor the win. Right? Yeah, you, want, I, I, you let's, want to put a bad let's taste not Sour and, the relationship yeah. with Madison so quickly. Savor right, the win.
0: We gotta take a break here. Joseph Pecky, Bill Makosh and Sandy Max, WTMJ now on WTMJ. Yeah. Nine seventeen on this Friday. I love Fridays. Why do I love Fridays? Because I'm off the next two days after
1: this <laughs> It's got nothing to do with it. Sandy, the company. Nice yeah, Sandy
0: Max is alongside as well. I, although I do work over the weekends, let's let's we have a Monday show. Garden? We're going to have a matching. tomato update today. Tomatoes are looking good. The rain has helped. Uh, we are now eating tomatoes from my greenhouse, or not mine, but my supplier's greenhouse. And, uh, we have lots of tomatoes on the vine, soon to be red tomatoes. So that's the update. Things looking good. BLT's on the way. Yes, you gentlemen will both benefit from my tomato, as will Sandy Max. All right. The governor of the state of Wisconsin, of course, had a, a, just a free ride of vetoes. How many days ago was that? It was about ten days ago, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, fifty-one yeah. vetoes, nine. Just uh, Tommy Thompson's in the background, just laughing hilariously. Mister, like four hundred and forty-one. Hey, a don't, live past, don't live in the past. Four fifty-seven. Don't live in the past. Overachiever.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> was
1: he, was that the record? Four fifty-seven. Yeah, that's the record. Yeah, the Macassan special. They called it.
2: Oh, yeah. it was fun. We had fun.
0: Yes, yeah, because you were the architect of all that. Well,
2: yeah, and it was divided government, and that was our only way to get our policies enacted. So we did it. And you became famous because of and that. How
1: they hate it! <laughs> well, I, yeah. say, I, I defended <laughs> I the veto last week. Bill did. I did. Not every Republican was as yeah. reasonable about what happened.
0: So the people that I talk to are not happy that, that they will not see much of a tax cut. What is it? Three dollars a month or something? It's thirty-six a year. Yeah. yeah
2: it, it came out. The paper came out shortly after our program last Friday. I think it's three dollars a month. Is yeah. what all it's of us. It's
1: like will six get. BLT sandwiches. Maybe <laughs> depends
2: where on do where you, you eat. Go. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, at your.
0: AmFan Field, what is that? It's like one BLT sandwich where I, <laughs> I eat. $36 no, BLT?
1: Oh, have no. you eaten downtown? Elevated dining for Mr. Scafidi, right? All right.
0: Yeah, nothing but the best, as I say. All right. So is our, I'm, I'm going to ask you, Joe, so you're the Democrat in the room. Are you seeing what some people are reporting, other members of the media, that the governor may be thawing on some sort of a revisit to give the hard working middle class, real middle class, the, the tax cut they deserve?
1: I think thawing is a the wrong word for it. What's well, the right in, in the governor's budget as introduced, he presented a plan to the state legislature to cut taxes for the middle class rather than debate that. For a single moment, it was part of what the Republicans just said. Thank you. We're going to put that in the circular file. They didn't even give it the time of day. So this governor has been for a middle class tax cut all along. If Republicans want to come back in and fashion a. Middle-class tax cut? Great. I think the governor would support that. And, Steve, who suggested to you that leaving $3 billion floating around in that surplus might lead to some room for deals in the fall? Who told you that? You, Bill? S- you scoffed. Bill? You <laughs> scoffed. You thought I was nuts. Is that Bill? Uh, no. Um,
2: I, I would say I wouldn't give the governor the opportunity if I were the Republicans, and we talked about this last Friday. If Republicans
1: I w- are against tax cuts now?
2: Oh, no. I would override him. On the second veto, there are two vetoes you within, said this last week. within the income tax. There's the top bracket. Sorry, mm-hmm. folks, all 7,800 of you statewide out of 3.8 million filers, you're not going to get a tax cut. Or well, well, you get your 36 bucks. They'll That's be, they'll be fine. They'll be just fine. Yeah, But that middle bracket, which mm-hmm. is all of the middle class, 73% of all filers are in that bracket. Everybody, I would override him. I everybody. would not give the governor
1: a chance to have a do-over on this. I would override him. I was talking to somebody who will remain nameless. And, and I was giving you credit for what a great idea that was. And I was going, it's so weird that Republicans in the legislature aren't racing to do that. <laughs> and this unnamed person said, well, you know why the 11 people they work for won't let them. And, and that's that, true. and that takes us to the concern that Democrats had and talked about a lot, which is those 11 richest people in the state of Wisconsin who would have ended up getting like hundreds of millions of dollars of what the Republicans had proposed. And so, Listen, I, a week later, McCashan's idea is still a fine The best one, on the table. But I don't see Republicans in the legislature embracing it.
2: Well, the Speaker said when he came back from Europe that, uh, you know, maybe there would be another tax plan this fall. I, I don't think Joe's idea of a, a third or fourth or fifth grand bargain is off the table because there's so much money on the you know left in the kitty, whether it's three or four mil- billion dollars. It's a lot of money and lawmakers typically don't like to leave that kind of money laying around. They want to spend it before the next election.
0: If I'm in that vast group of people who are only going to get thirty-six bucks but are really I, again I, I've used the term a lot, hardworking folks. They're I mean, they're paying for their kids' college and they're you know, they're showing up at work and they're doing all the things that we're asked to do and pay all the bills we have to pay. Is it realistic or is it even appropriate that they have to sit around and wait to the fall to get what is essentially their money sitting in a surplus. Why, but it, but why this, should they wait? But hold on. But this is not a
1: tax rebate. where We're waiting what? on a check. This is going to be why implemented. Why be rebates Because as Mr. McCosh <laughs> has explained, that's like the least efficient thing to do. I'm not saying surplus. it's efficient. I'm saying so it's our money. As long Let's as they not get sit done, on it. By tax time, which is April of next year, you're going to get to, right? So, I mean, unless you file quarterly. No. Okay. And neither do most of the 74%. Of the folks who are in there, with the exception of some of the small businesses. Yeah. But, All the S-Corps but the personal income So you're tax,
0: saying be patient. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: That's me. A yeah. model of patience. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't
2: rule out something happening before the legislature's done in March right. of next year. I mean, it's just too much money. 24 is a very important year, both at the legislative level and certainly at the congressional and presidential level. So uh, look for something to happen before the end of the year, but if I'm Republicans, I lead with the override first. I force Democrats to have a vote on that. What's the timing on that? I would do it in September when they come back. There's two weeks of legislative session in September, two in October, two in November. People will be paying attention in September. Summertime, they're thinking about, you know, when they're going to the beach or Summerfest or Bastille days or uh, State Fair coming up or uh, whatever, you know. But when September rolls around, all of a sudden they start to focus and realize – Hey, I kind of got jipped on that. I didn't get anything out of this big surplus.
0: So, for Governor Evers, since again you're the Democrat, um, and for the, his relationship with Republicans, has that changed now post vetoes? Because they they see, they were talking. I mean, that was encouraging. Yeah, I, has that changed now? You think?
1: I don't think so. It, it shouldn't. I mean, it's, politics is politics, right? And like, it's a contact sport for yeah, sure. Th- there's no reason that. Like I think I said off mic last week. I'll say it on mic. Anybody who says that what the governor did with the line item veto pen is the end of their relationship was looking for an off-ramp, and this is just an excuse to do it. They should continue to work together. I believe that they will.
2: Well, and we've talked about this point. It's divided government. That's not going to change in the next three years, right? Tony Evers is going to be the governor at least uh, for three more years, and Republicans are likely to maintain their majority, so... If, if you want big things to get done, it will take a bipartisan effort.
0: If you have a question for Bill or Joe or me or Sandy, 855 616 of the old National Bank talking text, and we'll take a break. The Political Power Hour. I love it. Hopefully you do, too. Political Power Hour. Bill McCaution, Joe Zipecki, left, right, liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, Sandy Max, Steve, full house, you're also with us on the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Um, the, the, one of the questions that came in, um how do you feel about Robin Voss's calling Governor Evers a liar several times in last Sunday's Channel 12 Upfront program?
2: So there are differing views on this. The speaker's got a fairly strong opinion about this. He does. The <laughs> governor was also on Sunday shows last week and, and denied it. What we know for certain is there were only a couple people in the room. So none of us can really gauge what was said in that room. But there was at least the impression that there was an agreement top to bottom on the education package, uh, on the speaker's part. Mm -hmm. It's not how the governor views it. but So there's a a failure to communicate at some some point in time. Mm -hmm. It's summertime. You're going to have a little hot rhetoric after the vetoes are done. But I I think things will cool down, and hopefully this fall we'll get back to getting things done.
1: Hmm. I think three-term Tony's got uh, some pretty thick skin. And I don't think this is going to change matters. You know, the only rule when there's only three people in the room, five feet on the floor at all times.
0: (laughs) Are you I mean, you know, the governor fairly well. I mean, have you seen him ever get super angry or ticked off about something that Robin Voss or? No, I, I would say he's
1: a passionate guy. He's not a guy who sort of takes the the barbs of politics real personally.
0: Uh, For Bill McCashan, specifically on the old National Bank talking text line, Uh, Bill, explain what this budget actually does to truly improve literacy in both public and private schools.
2: Well, there's $50 million, a record, uh, invested in literacy that's in the state budget. Now, Republicans, there are two parts of this. The the other part is the actual bill that includes the science of reading. Uh, That was sent to the governor yesterday. So he's got seven days to act on that. I believe he'll sign it. It will be the most substantive literacy improvement we've had in the state of Wisconsin in history. And we need it. Listen, 40% of our kids can read at grade level. If you're a minority, it's more like 20%. And in some minorities, it's less than 10%. That's totally unacceptable as a society. So uh, Republicans and Democrats came together. It was led by uh, Joel Kitchens. Dewey Strobel was deeply involved in this. John Jagler was deeply involved in this. And the Department of Public Instruction, the governor did defer this to DPI to negotiate with Republican lawmakers. I expect the governor to sign it next week, and it's not going to happen overnight, but the state of Mississippi went from 51st to 1st in reading by doing this exact approach about seven years ago. So there's a lot of hope.
0: I had a great post-show meeting yesterday with a literacy expert, somebody who's been around education for 30-plus years, and their fear was that they they liked the idea of this new approach, but their fear was... That was a one-size-fits-all approach and probably is not the best way to handle you know, the varied backgrounds and learning capabilities of students across state. Any concerns in that area? Well, a big
2: component of this 50 million is training t- teachers how to teach the science of reading, right? Which is how all of us in this room learn how to read. Right. And somehow we got away with that with something called balanced literacy that clearly didn't wasn't as effective. So part of it is retraining teachers how to teach kids. It's diagnosing dyslexia or other reading impediments earlier. There's more testing involved in this, not from a pass-fail kind of standpoint, but what can we do uh, for Johnny or Susie to make sure that they stay on track?
0: All of us in the room, Sandy included, do we feel like this is a – take the politics out of it. Is this a step forward for literacy in the States?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Indeed. Yeah, I I think that's, I think we all kind of agree on that. Yeah, I I don't think it's
1: going to fix everything. I'd like to continue to see, you know, measures that allow school districts and teachers to educate. There's some coverage in the Journal Sentinel recently about Cudahy really allowing teachers to sort of try new approaches, and they've seen tremendous improvement. That's great. You know, depending on the family situation, what's going on at home, there may be some things outside of the school that lawmakers can either incentivize or ensure that these kids. Are hearing more words before they start in in preschool so like some of that goes into it too you can't fix it all inside the classroom but this is definitely a step in the right direction
3: And literacy is such a specific part of education we all need to be able to read and communicate and write and for literacy to become a focus and also to learn even if it is criticized as a one-size-fits-all here is a plan that was successful Let's try it. It went from worst to first, just like the Atlanta Braves in 1994, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 91. And it, and it's dropping baseball knowledge, Sandy, yeah, I like but, that. but making that progress and let's at least try something that the blueprint has worked for for a country for excuse me for a state that was really struggling. Let's try this and then see how we can adjust it for Wisconsin needs. But let's try this. All right, we are getting questions like crazy, so let's
0: let's stay on the uh, the old National Bank talking time. We'll take a break. Bill McCutcheon, Joseph Pecky, Sandy Max, and Steve on this Friday edition, WTMJ Now.
4: More of WTMJ Now after this. I know you have a great dog, right? But you know there's room for improvement. At Sit Means Sit Dog Training, we can help. Our attention-based training system uses modern technology to help you better communicate with your dog, even in high distraction. When you schedule a free consultation with us, you will have the opportunity to see our training in action and meet for yourself our happy dogs off-leash and under control. Contact Sit Means Sit today at 262-361-3641 or find us on the web at sitmeansitwaukesha.com to schedule your free consultation so you can have a happy, confident, and obedient dog. Get the help you need Saturday morning with How To Radio. At 7,
0: it's the WTMJ Fix-It Show with David Nason featuring this week's guests, Capital Heating and Cooling and Siding Unlimited. At 9, plan your dream vacation with the Fox World Travel Show. At 10, get financial guidance during money talk. Contact Annex Wealth Management for an unbiased review of your investments at annexwealth.com. How To Radio, Saturday mornings on WTMJ.
4: Hello, home shoppers. Buying a new home, the market is getting hard to find a good home, harder to find a great new home, and nearly impossible to find an exceptional new home. But I have two. And buy these or build these somewhere else. Now is the time this Sunday, 12 to 4, to see two exceptional miracle homes. Hartford, Wisconsin, the second fastest growing community in the state, has the most urban, contemporary, Danish, modern, I call it, style of 17 homes in one gem of a subdivision ready for the address now. Write this down. 830 Sky Park Drive in Hartford. We have two new homes, a ranch and a first floor master, highly artistic, very contemporary homes to see. Again, 830 Sky Park Drive. This Sunday only, 12 to 4 p.m., I'm our Artistic home designer Tom Hignite, along with my wife Jackie, and we are building bold call 262 628 9091. That's 628 9091. We are Miracle, a Christian based company.
0: WTMJ Now. Your questions are always welcome. WTMJ Now, Stephen Sandy Max, our guest, as always, on Friday, nine o'clock hour. Bill McCosh, Republican strategist, Joe Zapacki, Democratic strategist. All around smart, brilliant guys, and actually fun to hang out with. So I appreciate you guys always being around Fridays at 9 o'clock. Seriously. Yeah, you're welcome. It's fun. Um, It is fun. So this is kind of a big general question, but uh, one of the texters on the old National Bank talking text line said, have the guys, and you can each do it from your respective parties, define what a Democrat and Republican is in your mind. Start with Joe. I mean, to me, the Democratic Party and
1: Democrats believe that government has a role to play in addressing challenges that are at the community level, the society level. Not necessarily always at the individual level, but there are certain freedoms and things that ought to be protected. Um, and government has a role to play in that. I think at its base level, that's what Democrats believe. And I, I will defer now to my friend to define his party. That is a his party. thoughtful mm.
2: answer or description of Democrats. And yeah. I would wholeheartedly yeah. agree. On, on my side, I would say we are for limited government and more individual liberty, which relies more on individual responsibility versus the government. Answering everyone's problems, we're relying on individuals to to handle some of these things themselves.
0: And I would just add, efficient governments. Efficient. When, when you have to have government involved, it should be efficient. It
1: should be. It should be, always be good use of the taxpayer money. I just, uh, and I, I just, to me, that one doesn't have anything to do with party labels. If, we're gonna, if, no, we're gonna, if you're going to do something, you should do
0: it well. All right. So this is a good time to pivot here. So a uh, texter asked this question, and uh, we'll get to a lot of the national conversation about politics. Do e- either of you or... Any of you believe that uh, Trump will be the GOP nominee for president? Start with you, Bill.
2: If the uh, primaries were over today, yes, he would be the nominee. But the first primary or caucus in Iowa for Republicans is 185 days from now. There's a lot of time. I do not believe he will be on the stage in Milwaukee on August 23rd, which will give Ron DeSantis and, and the other five who have qualified so far for that debate uh, more of an opportunity for exposure in the September debate at the Reagan Library same thing I don't think Trump will be at either one of those because there's political risk for him when you have a big lead like that why would you put your chips on the table and go compete in that setting so does I it doesn't
0: suggest fear though
2: no <laughs> no does Donald <laughs> Trump
0: understand fear probably uh, not. I don't <laughs> think he uh, no. yeah
2: he he can put his hand over the fire on the stove and he, somehow yeah. he doesn't get burned he does it doesn't bother him
1: all right
0: as a democrat it's, what do you think it's
1: getting late a little early. If I was a Republican who did not want Donald Trump to be the nominee, and as a Democrat, I certainly don't want Donald Trump to be the nominee, I would be very. You are one of the few on that. I would be very concerned. You know the the Desantis play has not appeared to have gone well, and he is in what I would call sort of a death spiral at this point. Those are really, really tough to pull out of, and so I, how do you change the dynamics? What we've seen is. The former president get indicted, you know, in federal court and in New York. And rather than that, causing Republican primary voters to go, you know what? Maybe this is just too much. Maybe it's time to move on and let the former president deal with that stuff. It actually appears to have strengthened him. Yeah. And, and so as you're looking at the coming weeks and months with additional indictments expected, are we supposed to believe that one of those indictments is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back for these Republican primary voters? I have no reason to, to believe that. And so I don't see anyone other than Chris Christie really being aggressive enough to take it from him. And that leaves him in the catbird seat. I don't know. It's getting late. It's getting late. The field has, has to clear by the end of the second debate
2: at the Reagan Library. We, we have to be down to three max, maybe four. Uh, right now we're at 12 or 13 or some number like that. The field has to winnow in the next 60 days for DeSantis to have a chance. I don't think he's in a death spiral, but I think he's stuck in the mud, and I've said that pretty much every week here for the last six weeks. I, I don't think his campaign has gotten off to a great start other than on the fundraising side, but guess what? Jeb Bush raised a lot of money, too, and he, he got out pretty quick.
0: I mean, the the power of this debate, I think, for Ron DeSantis is he'll be the star in the room because Trump's not there. Correct. And, he's, and MU Law School polling suggests... He's pretty popular in wisconsin
1: he I, does well here i think the one of the tr- challenges that mr desantis is having is that the idea of him is very appealing and then when people actually see him it's not what they th- were conditioned to accept you know there's an old saying in sort of marketing and communications like at the end of the day if the dogs won't eat the dog food what are you going to do, right? You can have all the money behind the ad campaign. You can have all the market research. I'm with you, but if they if the dog won't eat the dog food, you ain't got a product. I think they need to change strategy and tactics. I w- I
2: would flush some senior staff on that thing.
3: I agree that Donald Trump will very likely not be here in Milwaukee on August 23rd. But is there any scenario where you think he would be?
1: A- absolutely. I I think the wild card in him coming. I think he probably won't and doesn't want to. But I think the timing of the next round of indictments is the the known unknown. If he gets indicted, let's say, 72 hours before that debate, he may not be able to help himself. He may feel like the next play and the way to make that indictment also redound to his benefit is to go stand on a stage with all of these other candidates and demand that they pledge their fealty, and if they don't, say, see, I told you, I'm the only one that's fighting for you. These hack politicians you know, are part of the deep state, too. You can't say that that's not within the realm of possibility when it comes to Mr. Trump. If he comes, Sandy, I think it's
2: ego driven. He does not want to share attention with anyone. He sucks all the oxygen out of the GOP room every time he says or does anything. So giving these other guys and, and lady, uh, you know, one night to themselves, he may not be able
0: to handle that. And it would be ego that brings him here. Good way to sum that up. I think you're exactly right on that. All right, after the break, apparently the White House has the worst security of any building <laughs> in the country. Cocaine Gates. Yeah, we're going to go there after this. Yeah. Sandy, was it Eric Clapton that sang the song Cocaine? That was him, right? Uh,
3: yes, it was written by a man <laughs> named John Cale. Yeah. But Eric Clapton's version was the most popular version. <laughs> right. Wow, I didn't know that. Did I say J.J. Kale, Kale? Kale or J.J. Uh, Kale or John Kale? Hmm. See, now you've got me over. Yeah, and when Sandy plus, makes I a out on worse... music, sh- worst well, plus a I rare blurted it out 1994 for the Atlanta Braves worst of first, and I know it was 91. So all right, got all excited. Wow. We, we were still J.J. Kale.
0: J.J. Kale. Yeah, who, we were still. Who impressed.
2: won the 91 World Series?
3: Not who, the Braves.
2: Not the Braves. They lost the Minnesota Twins. Yep. 87 and 91. The Minnesota Twins.
0: When Minnesota was still relevant. All right, so. <laughs> I love to jab Minnesota. Minnesota, nice. All right, gentlemen. So here's my takeaways. We're talking about the bag of cocaine found in the White House. Was it? A, it was a public area, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. And Joe's already giving me the eye roll because he doesn't want to talk about this at all. Can they? Can the, can the listeners hear my eye roll? I wonder. I well, I just described so. I it. I think to they them. can now. Yeah. yeah. So a couple of takeaways. One, you cannot tell me that in the public areas of the White House, there's not cameras covering every square inch of that space. And if there it,
3: aren't, there probably should be.
0: Yeah, because I was just there like six weeks ago, and I noticed all of that stuff and lots of security and lots of people milling around besides the tourists. The other thing is, people still bring cocaine in the White House? Is that that's still a thing?
1: <laughs> Joe? I didn't know it was, it was a thing. I, why are you asking me? Because <laughs> you're the Democrat. <laughs> like. Listen, um, this is a lot of sound and fury, and i I would say it doesn't matter all that much. It is essential that the Secret Service have control over the White House. It is sort of a defense in depth. And the closer you get to the president or to key decision makers, the more important that job is. It is not a good look for an agency that frankly has had a, a series of missteps over the last few years. Or an administration. Good look. But why why does it have to do with the administration? Do you think Joe Biden or his his dog Major is out there, like, is the one sniffing people's purses? No,
0: I don't think that either one of those things, but okay. I think you, you should certainly ask the question of the resident of the White House because that's where he lives.
1: Right. But this wasn't going into the residence, right? It was nowhere near that. And so my point is, this is a bad look for the Secret Service. It was a bad look for the Secret Service under Trump when they had agents acting inappropriately overseas and they were deleting text messages related to January 6th. It was a bad look under President Obama when the Secret Service had you know agents acting inappropriately overseas and having to be recalled and coming home. This is an agency that has a tremendously important mission and they have done it extraordinarily well when it comes to protecting the commander in chief. Have they been spotless and flawless on everything else? Of course not, but we're spending all this time about a, apparently a minuscule amount of cocaine. Come on, folks. There are bigger fish to fry here. I'm not so sure about that. This is supposedly the most secure building in the world,
2: right? And it's not – I agree with Joe on the Secret Service. That, I mean, they have to do a better job than this. And by the way, this wasn't a public area. This is a restricted area. And there are cameras in the White House. And by the way, no one gets in the ca- a White House without – Giving a photo ID, your social security number. They have pictures
0: of everyone on every day. Depending oh. on when you go, there's four or five layers of security where your ID. IDing every how one far of them in you're going.
2: Absolutely. absolutely. Yes. So I, 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 the notion that they can't get to the bottom of this is not believable on any level. I agree. But, but they, you, they, but, they, they but know something the they're not talking about. Absolutely. But, but here's but, the, but, the challenge. Hold on say Okay. I also blame the White House. I think their handling of this has been sophomoric at best. It, it started. Remember, the White House was ev- evacuated. This this could have been anthrax. On a weekend, the White House was evacuated because an unknown substance was found. Well, it turns out that it was cocaine. Well, then they said it might have be a tourist. And then they said something else. And then they said a third thing. And none of those things were right. And the story kept moving. That's embarrassing for the president of the United States to have his people, you know, proffering a a misleading statement about all this. What he should have said is figure out who it is and and let's get to the bottom of this. And, oh, by the way, the penalty for carrying cocaine in this, in Washington, D.C. is 180 days in jail and or $2,500 fine. So this
1: isn't nothing. I mean, somebody got away with a crime. Two, two things here. The first is what the White House, what the administration can control when it comes to who gets into the White House is telling the public who comes in. The Biden administration and the Obama administration make public the visitor logs. The Trump administration did not. So at least there's more transparency. Secondly, among the challenges that my Republican friends have these days is they have so undermined confidence in groups like the FBI that what is the backup plan here? Like, I would say if you're really concerned about this, let's bring in the FBI and have the Secret Service who are in charge of the building not be in charge of essentially investigating themselves but your party and the leaders on congress think the fbi is full of crooks so we're actually on the
2: same solution here if you're going to say try incredibly say that you can't identify who brought this into the white house then you have to say how you're going to secure the white house going forward right because this should have never happened and and right now we don't have that plan and you know sadly we're probably going to have more congressional hearings over yeah, yeah. cocaine in the white house yeah I,
3: and, and it seems we spent more time and resources trying to find five adventurers in a submersible than we did to try and figure out the safety of our country. We sure did. Interesting story. All right. After the break, we always do it every Friday, last segment. Grab bag. Already?
0: Yes. Man. Well, the time goes fast. We're having fun and we are having fun are talking having about fun. politics, political power hour. Bill Makasha, Joseph Pecky, Sandy Max and Steve. Still time to get a question in. Perhaps if we don't get to it this week, we'll get to it next week. 855-616-1620. The Old National Bank. Talk and text line. Oh, there we go. He does listen. We've we've <laughs> affirmed that uh, pr- producer Charlie does listen to the show. Thank you, Charlie, for that. Eric Clapton, still one of the most talented guitarists in the world, I think. Oh yeah. He's experiencing some nerve damage, but yes, really. Mm-hmm.
3: That's why he stopped touring.
0: I see that the music knowledge here is just incredible.
3: If He's he,
1: he sh- if he showed up on the television screen, would you recognize him right away?
3: Yeah. Yes. More so than Michael Bolton. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We all were surprised
0: at how Michael Bolton's changed over the last couple of decades. All right, gentlemen and Sandy, uh, grab bags. So, Joe, you're up first. Good news. Bad
1: news. Good news. Uh, Thanks in part to easing prices for gasoline, airline fares, used cars and groceries. Inflation has reached its lowest point since 2021. Uh, Wages are up. Inflation is down. These are good things. Somebody
0: send that to you from the White House. Bad <laughs> that's news. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Weren't you thinking that?
1: Oh, man. Dynamics. Joe yes. got in the talking points. Dynamics. <laughs> also, the Associated Press, U.S. sets a grim milestone. This year's unrelenting bloodshed across the U.S. has led to the grimmest of milestones, the deadliest six months of mass killings recorded since at least 2006. The nation has endured 28 mass killings, all but one of which involved guns, The death toll rose just about every week, a constant cycle of violence and grief, six months, 181 days, 28 mass killings, 140 victims, one country.
0: That is a tragedy.
2: All right, Bill. Uh, First, quick welcome to Sandy. We enjoy having you. Thank Thank you. Welcome to the show. Um, Two birthdays. First, Harley Davidson, 120 years, probably the most iconic brand in the state of Wisconsin and globally. Everybody knows who Harley is. I was here for dinner last night, uh, heard the roar of the Harleys up and down the streets before the big Bastille days run, and, uh, you know, it's just a cool story, and uh, to succeed for 120 years is pretty unusual, and so hat tip to Harley, and uh, all the riders in town, spend as much money as you can. <laughs> you know, we love having you here. The second birthday is a shout-out to my father-in-law. He'll be 98 on Sunday. Wow, 98. World War II Gotta veteran. his name.
3: Wow. Bill Kumpf,
2: K-U-M-P-F. uh you know he's been uh, like a surrogate father to me uh, my dad passed away when i was 19 my wife and i have been married 34 years and and uh, billy boy we call him uh, he's been a great guy he's uh he's in the nursing home now but uh, 98 will on sunday we will celebrate his 98th birthday so happy birthday billy boy
0: i i love those stories because when i was a mayor i used to go visit the people who turned 100 in the in the local we had, we had a ton of places where seniors lived and some of these folks are just the most interesting, engaging people. So I danced with a lady that was 100 years old. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> it, that's, you know, that's a, that's an age now where you're still, in many cases, ready oh, to go. to 95, he was driving a car. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an amazing thing. Um, just kind of a fun thing, because we've got a little bit of time here. Um, summertime. We're kind of midway through. We just had the 4th of July holiday. Now, big Harley homecoming this weekend. For everybody in the room, I'll start with Joe. The thing you most look forward to in summer are, are, are at Anticipating doing this summer,
1: this year it's the end of basketball season. Oh, did I say that out loud? No, we're, we've been going. <laughs> did you, all, is your son listening? He's not. He's still in bed. I yeah, assure you. you travel. With, that's one of those deals, right? No, I, I love the Fourth of July, and I, I didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. I should have this week. I always read Founding Brothers by Joseph Ellis, or at least a part of it, over the Fourth of July, folks. If you think the rhetoric and the political back and forth and divisions are bad now, just remember that. John Adams and Thomas Jefferson went like a decade without speaking to one another or exchanging a letter because of how much they disagreed politically.
0: We'll be okay. Incredible. All right.
2: Bill. I love cookouts
1: and the festivals, whether
2: they're the big festivals in Milwaukee or the smaller ones in Madison area where I live, you know, being out with people in the summertime and, Shorts on, like I do today, and uh, you know I love Wisconsin in the summer. There's no place better.
0: That's why we live here because I love it, Sandy.
3: We wait for this all winter long. We do. Big music fans, of Summerfest really makes it feel like summer. And then once Summerfest ends, it's like, oh, I gotta do everything. You know, <laughs> like for some reason, like you feel like you wait for Summerfest, and then when Summerfest ends, it's like snatch and grab and do all these fun things. But uh, so that's the big summer milestone for me, and I'm looking forward to Wisconsin State Fair. anybody want to guess mine? Tomato season. Yes! Oh, there it is. It's like a no brainer. Yes,
0: Santa, she's only the been here, what, four days? Together. Yeah, she's already figured good. it out. Yeah. Gentlemen. Let's do it again. Well, we'll have a conversation about that because I'm off next Friday, so you'll have a conversation. Sandy will take over that conversation about next Friday. I'll be in lovely Las Vegas. Nice. Checking out the new sphere. Of all the times a year to go to Vegas, let me tell you, the middle of the dead of summer is (laughs) not. This
1: guy loves the heat. Don't sleep on the Packers. Put some money on Jordan Love. That 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 guy doesn't leave
0: the casino in that
3: recirculated (laughs) air.
1: (laughs) Ding, where's the bell? Ding, 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 ding. All right, this has
0: been a political power hour on WTMJ.